Hey podcast, this is part number two of the series in which Travis outlines the seven mistakes that trap 99% of taxpayers with IRS problems. Now, here's Travis. Well, it's definitely been a challenging time lately. Due to recent events, the IRS gave us extensions and some leniency while they were shut down anyway. Well, no more. Take it from us here at Travis Watkins Tax, the IRS is back and they're back with a vengeance. I mean, somebody's going to have to pay back those government stimulus programs, right? Well, there's good news. The IRS's Fresh Start initiative is still around, and guess what? It's operating much better than we even expected. Lots of our clients are paying less, sometimes substantially less, than they owe with the help of the initiative and Travis Watkins tax. It truly is a -a once-in-a-lifetime chance to wipe the slate clean and get back into the tax system. Do you want some help with your taxes? Right now, I want you to call 844-958-1178 and set up a time to chat with us about your tax problems and getting them fixed today. Don't wait around any longer. There's a window here that may soon close where the IRS sees enough economic recovery generally to cut back on these historic deals. And you don't want to miss out on that. Call us here at 844-958-1178 or log on to watkinspodcast.com and be sure to mention the Fresh Start Initiative so we know to give you first priority in getting you handled immediately. IRS problems are scary, but they don't have to be. Travis Watkins has been helping troubled taxpayers with customized plans to negotiate with the IRS and stop immediate threats to their livelihood so they can get a good night's sleep again since 1999. Now, here's Travis. Trap number five. This mindset is the IRS will protect my best interest. And it reminds me of this this line from Little Red Riding Hood by Brothers Grimm. The wolf said, you know, my dear, it isn't safe for a little girl to walk through these woods alone. In other words, you know, what what big eyes you have, what uh, what a big nose you have. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm just here to help, said the wolf, you know. So you're not beating yourself up and have decided to take some action, right? Now imagine with me for a minute that an IRS revenue officer has just arrived at your office unannounced. He wants to interview a few of your employees, wants a copy of your accounts receivable, and he's kicking the tires on your equipment, sizing up your inventory, telling you that you need to sell this or that before he does it for you to pay the IRS the proceeds of that sale and fill out some paperwork so you can get on a payment plan for the rest of the taxes that you owe. You sheepishly sigh. Well, I don't know about this. I want to explore my options here. I might need to hire a representative. Your revenue officer changes his tack a bit and replies, why? He won't give you any better deal than I'm going to give you with a payment plan. Besides, tax relief outfits are all a sham and they cost you big money, money you could be paying on your tax debt. In other words, don't pay them. Don't pay professionals. Pay your taxes. Now consider the IRS's mission statement with me for a moment. According to it, the IRS exists. This is straight from the IRS website. To provide America's taxpayers top quality service by helping them understand and meet their tax responsibilities and enforce the law with integrity, 
and fairness to all. Now also consider the Internal Revenue Manual, or IRM, the IRS Bible of Collection and Appeals Procedure. It says uh, the IRS uses the phrase, quote, best interests of the government a whopping 102 times in the collections section of the IRM alone. So wait a minute, which one is it? Is the IRS there to help me or the government? Well, um, both, I guess, the revenue officer would say. So let's go back to the mission statement for a moment. The goal looks like taxpayer service, right? But look closer and allow me to translate. It says quality service means A, determining what the law empirically is, and B, fair enforcement of those laws to, quote, all, end quote. And who is all? It has to be the government in that sentence as well, and the taxpayers, right? I mean, who else matters in that statement? I think you get the picture. The IRS role in collecting taxes springs from one giant conflict of interest. The best interests of the taxpayer and the government are often on polar ends of the spectrum. IRS employees are the sole determiners of what the law is for the taxpayer and the government. They are solely in charge of enforcing those laws. They are, for lack of a better analogy, the prosecutor, the judge, and the jury. There are some good public servants working at the IRS, don't get me wrong. However, remember what I said earlier. You'd be hard-pressed to find any IRS collection agent who did not believe his intentions were not 100% morally beneficent and his patriotic duty to his fellow Americans. C.S. Lewis said it best. Those who torment us for our own goodwill torment us without end, for they do so with the approval of their own conscience. So here's the beef. Back to the revenue officer in that scenario. He sounds really reasonable, makes great arguments, but let's unpack this a little bit. Is an IRS payment plan always an option, like the revenue officer is saying? Consider this radio advertisement, an IRS public service announcement that they used to run several years ago. I'll do this little dramatization. Uh, guy says, hey, Joe. You're here pretty early. Joe says, yes, sir, trying to make a little extra. I really need the money. And there's auto repair shop sounds in the background. And this is the boss talking to one of his employees, Joe. Boss says, so you got that bigger apartment you were talking about. Joe says, ah, no, I had to put that off. Boss says, must be your school loans are coming due. Joe says, no, I'm okay on those. It's, uh... Boss says, Joe, what's up? You look worried. Joe says, it's my taxes. I still owe money for last year, and now it looks like I'm going to owe more for this year. I just don't have the money. Boss says, you know, I think I can help. Joe says, Mr. Morris, I don't want, and, and the boss cuts him off right there. Just some advice, Joe. Go to irs.gov. Read up on the new Fresh Start effort and other programs. You can pay some now and work out a plan to pay the rest in installments over time. Joe says, huh? Fresh start? Payments over time? Boss says, oh, which reminds me, Joe, overtime. You know, I think we can get you some more hours. Joe says, thanks. Boss says, okay. 
and the announcer comes on. IRS.gov, from payment options to time-saving tools, it's the best tax tip of all. Sounds as though a payment plan is the floor of what you're going to get if you'll just ask the IRS nicely. Just work hard, rack up some debt. If you can't pay it all now, you can pay it all back later. Take your time. Not so fast, IRS. What they neglected to publicly announce here is that IRS collections are collections officers are instructed in the first instance to quote explore full pay. And what does that mean? It means the IRS will ask for a collection information statement. That's a form 433A for individuals, form 433B for self-employed and businesses to determine if your assets, whether they're liquidated or not, and income will pay your tax bill within the amount of time the IRS has to collect it, which is generally 10 years. I didn't see that in the little dramatization, did you? <laughs> kind of an important part of it. Let me tell you here that the IRS will not give you a payment plan without considering full pay. In other words, analyzing your full financial condition with those documents that I just mentioned, 433A, 433B, unless the amount is negligible and you haven't defaulted on a previous payment plan in the last 10 years or you haven't racked up any debt whatsoever in about the last three years. And so you may be saying, okay, I already made the cardinal sin of talking to the IRS. I also gave them my financials. I can't pay in full within the time they can collect it. So he's right, isn't he? I should get a payment plan. Now, my next question to you then is, did the revenue officer tell you your other options? Did he help you fill out an offer and compromise or some other type of relief? The rules of the offer and compromise program at the IRS have changed. If you can't full pay, you may be an offer and compromise candidate. Nowhere in that public service announcement did anybody mention that. I'll explain more about that in a moment, but for now, just know the IRS will not give you all options available. And why do they not? Because it conflicts with their mission to close the tax gap. And don't forget, who signs the revenue officer's paychecks? It's the U.S. Treasury. Hey, podcast. While it's fresh on your mind, go to watkinspodcast.com. If you need some help with a tax problem or you're ready to start getting back on track with your company's financial future through our comprehensive bookkeeping services, there's a simple form on that site to fill out and someone will call you right back with information on how we can help you. The call's free and you might just end up getting a good night's sleep again tonight. Again, go to watkinspodcast.com, or if you're ready right now and want to speak to someone immediately, call us at 844-958-1178. That's 844-958-1178. Now back to your podcast. Trap number six. That trap is misplacing reliance on big tax relief outfits. Are you convinced that the IRS suffers from an intense personality disorder yet? Did you really need convincing? Nod your head so I know you're still with me, all right? Good. Now, let me throw some more in the mix at you with a little bad meteorological humor. If you've got a tax problem, the weather forecast is cloudy with a 100% chance of mail. That's right. The IRS will send you scary letters. They're not the only ones, though. You're going to get a steady flood of tall tales 
from national debt relief outfits. When you got a tax problem, you see the IRS does something really dirty. It makes your tax problem a spectacle for all to see by filing a notice of federal tax lien in your state's UCC office. And when that happens, the feeding frenzy of big tax helpers is on. Now, tax debt chains are often the first responders to a tax problem, and why is that? They don't feel restrained by federal and state deceptive practice laws. A lot of them don't feel compelled to follow the do not call list either. They perform some light research to determine the phone number of the tax problem business owner or individual with a lien and call them sometimes incessantly. These first responders love to be the first one to tell the unwary taxpayer, uh, boy, I hate to tell you this, but the IRS just filed a lien. Boy, it just killed me to tell you. And it's about to take their business, take your business, your home, your bank account, wages, firstborn child, etc. And they prey on emotions, mostly the emotion of fear that we talked about. And as you probably already know, tax problems can be pretty emotional and scary. After these firms have marched the parade of horribles across your soul, many taxpayers are practically begging to sign up at that point. And you may be saying, I get it, these guys are annoying, but are they really that bad? Yes. Some of these unscrupulous mills are straight up scams. They call themselves the International Revenue Service or Internal Revenue Society. Some are less conspicuous. They even have letters, notices, fake checks that look very much like IRS correspondence. The notices say something to the effect that this is your last chance to cut a deal for less than you owe with the IRS Fresh Start Department or Workout Office or something to that effect. By the way, there are no such departments as that at the IRS. Now, state attorney generals have won large and largely uncollectible class action verdicts against some of the bigger chains, forcing them into bankruptcy or dissolution. And what happens to the victims of these firms when, they, when the bottom falls out? They stand in line behind the bankrupted firms, other creditors, and it gets worse. The victims still have their tax problems. So, Good riddance to those outfits. A lot of them have gone by the wayside. But as one outfit fails, it seems like there's another one in its place a month later. Just don't fall for it. Some of these guys have local telephone numbers and offices. How do you know if you're dealing with a national scammer? First of all, run. Don't walk from any outfit that places a lot of stock in its Better Business Bureau ratings or the number of former IRS employees it has. The BBB, the Better Business Bureau ratings, are important and you should take them in stock along with your other research. Now, fallen IRS behemoth outfit J.K. Harris had an F minus grade before it went out of business. That grade was spot on. Get this, J.K. Harris didn't even have a BBB account, but they managed to get hammered with the lowest possible grade. Successful, sustainable tax relief businesses, on the other hand, are different. They've got the ability to deal with the IRS on all civil and criminal levels. Most importantly, they've got the ability to keep the IRS honest through the power of the appeal or tax court if necessary. And this is a weapon your CPA or other tax pro doesn't have. As for former IRS agents employed by these outfits, let me say this. All former IRS employees are equal, but when you're talking about IRS collections, some ex-IRS officers are more equal than others. Seriously, if an outfit is bragging about retired agency workers, ask them what IRS department employed them. A former IRS auditor is no substitute for a retired revenue officer, for instance, when you owe money to the service. They're just very different positions and 
different tasks at the IRS. Second of all, ask for proof of the firm's ratio of salesmen to problem solvers. Scammy relief outfits have high ratios of salesmen on their staff, not problem solvers. So just know that. Do your research. This brings us to our final trap, trap number seven, the unqualified belief that I can always save pennies on the dollar. Now this trap is really a sub part of the last one discussing the fallacies and dirty tricks of big tax relief outfits. It's such a dangerous trap though that it deserves its own discussion. Now the IRS banned tax professionals from using the phrase, quote, pennies on the dollar, end quote, and similar promises in advertising campaigns way back in 2010 said they were misleading, and that's a good thing. Does it mean that all tax help outfits have stopped using it, though? No way. It's alive and well with the IRS relief outfits, with some of them around the country. It's possible for a taxpayer to have huge savings when the IRS accepts an offer compromise. Don't be fooled. I've had many clients that have gotten their financial lives back with this program. Since the IRS's fresh start began in 2012, getting an offer approved is much easier and cost-effective than it used to be, okay? However, acceptance is still not the norm. In fact, about two of every three offers gets rejected on the first go-around. Sometimes the IRS doesn't really even look at the stuff. They just deny it because their um, workload is too high. So you're saying, but wait, I've seen... Tons of TV testimonials that showed the IRS accepting indiscriminate low settlement offers. Yes, the tone of these ads excite a lot of people into the mistaken belief they get a settlement if they have a pulse. But let's peel back the silver lining of the offer program and take a closer look. First, the IRS considers the equity you've got in assets like your home, for instance, that could be seized. Pay close attention to that one. Next, the IRS considers the amount of your disposable income. Disposable income is your paycheck minus allowable expenses like housing, food, transportation, health insurance, state and federal taxes, etc. In its most simplistic form, the IRS then takes your disposable income times 12 and that becomes your offer. So let's do an example here. Let's say you have no assets. Your income is $4,000 a month. Expenses are $3,000 a month. The offer calculation looks like this. You got zero assets, as I mentioned. You take the 4,000 less the 3,000 for a total of 1,000 in disposable income. Then you take that thousand dollars times 12 and your offer would then be $12,000. It doesn't matter if you owe $100,000 in that scenario or $1 million in scenario, you only pay $12,000. Now you gotta put down 20% of your offered amount, that's $2,400 in that uh, scenario to make the offer request, and you have a full five months from acceptance of the offer to pay the remaining 80% of your offer, $9,600 still left over. You can take a full five months to pay that. Processing of this offer takes six to nine months. Meanwhile, collection stops while the IRS considers your request, so long as a wage levy is not in place when you make your request. Translation, don't wait until you get a levy, okay? In that case, a state of collection is in the IRS, in the IRS's discretion. And how do you think they exercise that discretion when they've already jumped through all the procedural hoops and have an active levy source? It's not going to go your way. All right. What I've mentioned looks pretty good so far, right? So what's the catch? 
Unfortunately, there are two catches here. First, remember that the IRS considers the amount of equity in assets it could theoretically seize. In other words, if you've got equity in your home, in other words, the value of the home on the open market, less the amount you owe on the home, or retirement accounts, 401k, for instance, the floor of your offer in those two scenarios is the equity in those assets. This is true even if you could not liquidate these assets by sale. Now, this knocks out quite a few offer candidates right off the bat. My clients who receive huge tax savings usually have little to no assets. Okay, So if you have time, there is some planning that can be done. In other words, you don't have to... Uh, we can plan some things out rather than react to uh, the IRS. Second, IRS offer examiners like to play a little game with the law. They make a lot of hay about one provision in the IRS regulations when it comes to offer and compromise. It says that an offer is not available if it is believed the taxpayer can pay off the debt in the time the government has to collect it, which is 10 years. And guess what? Again, the government almost always believes it can collect the debt in time. Now, we hold the IRS offers unit responsible and in check with the appeals process. And it's made all the difference in getting offers approved at high rates. Offer appeals are definitely something you'll want to leave in the capable hands of the tax professional that deals with the IRS appeals office daily. There's so many taxpayers when they do this on their own that just give up or uh, don't pay attention to the ongoing appeals process that they have with offers. Okay, that is what we've got. Don't be a victim to any of those seven mindsets. And hey, if you'd like for us to take the reins at any point in the process and do these things for you, give us a call at 844-958-1178 or log on to watkinspodcast.com. There you'll find a short form. It won't take you more than a minute to fill out. And one of our seasoned tax professionals will give you a call back to talk to you about next steps. All right. Hope you found this content valuable and uh, we'll talk again soon. Thanks for listening. Well, it's definitely been a challenging time lately. Due to recent events, the IRS gave us extensions and some leniency while they were shut down anyway. Well, no more. Take it from us here at Travis Watkins Tax. The IRS is back, and they're back with a vengeance. I mean, somebody's going to have to pay back those government stimulus programs, right? Well, there's good news. The IRS's Fresh Start initiative is still around, and guess what? It's operating much better than we even expected. Lots of our clients are paying less, sometimes substantially less, than they owe with the help of the initiative and Travis Watkins tax. It truly is a once in a lifetime chance to wipe the slate clean and get back into the tax system. Do you want some help with your taxes? Right now, I want you to call 844-958-1178 and set up a time to chat with us about your tax problems and getting them fixed today. 
Don't wait around any longer. There's a window here that may soon close where the IRS sees enough economic recovery generally to cut back on these historic deals. And you don't want to miss out on that. Call us here at 844-958-1178 or log on to watkinspodcast.com and be sure to mention the Fresh Start Initiative so we know to give you first priority in getting you handled immediately. Have a great day.